Hello, I'm Maddie Savage. Thanks for downloading the Stockholmer, the podcast that gets under the skin of Sweden's innovative capital. The Stockholmer. Stockholmers are very progressive in their views on work and balance, and a balance between work and life. And so we said, well, why don't we exploit that and actually say, you work when you want to work. Julian Stubbs doesn't believe in offices or bosses. He's the co-founder of the world's first cloud-based branding and communications agency. It's based in Stockholm, but has global members working flexible hours across the planet. The Stockholmer caught up with him to debate the dreams and challenges of the growing e-ployment industry. The Stockholmer. Julian, great to have you on the Stockholmer. You've brought us to a very upmarket district of Stockholm, Östermalm, a lot of shiny buildings around here, flashy restaurants, but we're actually in a very small park on a rather unusually drizzly day here in Sweden. Why? This place is really special. It's called Hunlagården, which is um, just heading into the northern part of the city. It's where actually we came up with our business concept, um, of a cloud-based agency. Okay, let's take a walk and find out a little bit more about it. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be very familiar with some of these cloud-based tools, Google Drive, Skype, Dropbox. But what does it mean to be in a cloud-based agency? Well, nowadays, and I think we compete nowadays not locally, we compete globally. And what's happening with the jobs market, we believe, is that individuals can now actually sell their services globally. So using the cloud for that makes a lot of sense. So you can actually coordinate projects with project management tools. You've got communication tools. You've got a large file storage. And all these tools now can be brought together into packages to enable people to work together in teams globally. So a typical team from our company up there everywhere could comprise of a brand strategist in Stockholm, a digital strategist in Boston, project manager in Silicon Valley in Palo Alto, creative director down in the Black Forest. Let's take a few steps Mm. back, uh, literally and (laughs) figuratively. Uh, What was it, though, that took you to this moment here in this park when you decided, not just that you thought it was a great idea, but that it was the kind of way you wanted to work? Where were you at your point in life when you decided you'd had enough of, of agency life? Well, actually, typical agency life. Typical agency life. I, actually, I I had my own business, grown and built a business uh, in Stockholm. We were fifty people, and um, I sold it. And then my my business partner Eric, um, who's based in New York, we got together here in this park, Humler Garden, and took a walk. And we just okay, what are we going to do next? That morning, I'd just been through the tribulations of driving into Stockholm, and amazingly, even Stockholm has traffic jams. And I was thinking, I sat in the traffic jam, I did the calculation on how much time I spent driving in and out of the city. I got up to 14 days a year spent in a car, burning fuel, and wasting time. And I just thought, well, that is crazy, when actually you can be productive wherever you want nowadays. So we walked through this part, and I said to Eric, you know, the best way to set an agency up is up there in the cloud and I said why don't we do that you work in New York I'll work in Stockholm we'll use all these tools and at that stage we just thought you know we'll we'll work together the two of us then we started getting more work we needed more people so we took on members and that's how that started we'll talk more about exactly how the business works in a moment Mm. but first of all I'm intrigued by the fact that you could work anywhere in the world that's 
entirely what your business is based on. Absolutely. But you've chosen to be based here in Stockholm. I came here for a business meeting over 20 years ago for one day. I stayed. <laughs> it's a very international place. My wife actually is from the great state of Wisconsin. I think, uh, yeah, I could go to the States, probably retain more of my money because I pay less tax. Um, however, this is a place I feel very comfortable with what they do and how they use the money, mostly. And I would say it's a, it's a lifestyle choice. It's this healthier lifestyle. Stockholmers are very progressive in their views on work and balance, and a balance between work and life. And so we said, well, why don't we exploit that and actually say, you work when you want to work. And for our members, that's one of the biggest benefits. We, we don't say you have to be in at nine and end at five. Life isn't like that. What about the psychological distinction, though? Often when people talk about work-life balance, they talk about this need to actually switch off, to actually detach. And if your entire working life is based in a cloud, based in a phone, based in your laptop, and you don't have that structure of, well, at least I don't have to be in the office at six, yeah. how do you manage that? I actually think it's one of the biggest challenges. Um, you can work every minute. And so actually we think part of our function as a business up there everywhere is to help members get used to this new way of working, partly with advice on things like pensions and insurances and health, as well as how to balance your life. And when you're working, find a space. If you're going to work at home, which is your space, the family know it, you're in work mode. And then other times you're not in work mode. And so that's a really important thing. So one of the things I really wanted when we set the business up, my son then was eight years old. I wanted to go and pick him up from school and afterwards play football for an hour. Now, if I was employed in a traditional company, I could never do that and experience that. And I think that's the difference. So people working with UP, they're not employees, they're members. But how do you become a member? How do you get into this, what could sound like a bit of an exclusive club? Actually, it is a bit of an exclusive club, and that's the way we thought of it. And so we thought, well, what do our clients want? And more than anything, clients want great people working on their business. They don't necessarily want your structure or your building. They want the people. So we thought, um, okay, we don't need employees. What we actually want are people who are there and available. And we thought, well, members. So a member would recommend another person to join. They would then go through three interviews on Skype. And then they go through induction, which takes another three or four days of how to use the UP system so that they work the same way as everybody else. How different is that to being a freelancer? For example, the media, the creative industries are very competitive. A lot of it's based on networking and on contacts. So if you've worked really hard to build up those contacts, to be somebody that a company goes to, why would you want to share that with a whole separate community? Why would you want to give that away to, to up or, yeah. or another organization like yours yeah well i i've been a freelancer and, I, and i've worked in a company and what we're aiming to do with up is to be the space in the middle it really is i think not just the income it's the community aspect they get to work with colleagues quite often if not every day so i think that's a big benefit for them whether they want to bring in their own existing contacts is up to them the ones who do though what happens is as a freelancer, you don't get to work on big jobs. Together, you actually get to work on big jobs. So quite often, their small piece of work for maybe a large client turns into a much bigger project. How so, does that socialising work, though, that social collaboration? Is it over Skype, over Google Hangouts? 
can you really get the same kind of interaction as you would if you were brainstorming in a room or coming up with something over your morning coffee with your colleague in person? Mm. I think, um, in truth, what I've found is there's no replacement for physical meeting up, meeting people. However, once you do know people, working over Skype gets much, much easier. So we, again, try to invest in that and getting people together. And sometimes we just get them together for beers at the end of the week. And even that helps. So all of this talk about working digitally, working in the cloud, working in the sky, but you do have a creative space physically here in Stockholm and in New York. Some people would call that an office, (laughs) but you guys don't. No, and the reason for me it's not an office is uh, firstly we look for shared spaces and all of our members can use that space when they want to. But we've got a little ruler up is don't go to the office unless you need to. Got some joggers. (laughs) How Swedish. Everyone's getting their exercise. What about career progression? If you're working in a physical office, for example, you might see someone doing a job two levels above you who you'd aspire to. Or if you're in a shared startup space, you'd see someone who's maybe reached that financial goal that you want. Whereas if you are only just popping into these creative spaces now and again, how are you going to get better and and move to the next stage within this kind of environment? I think, you know, in this business more than any other, you learn from those who know the ropes and who've been through the business for longer and so what we try to do we try to pair people up with people who are going to bring them on we have copywriters senior copywriters with junior copywriters for me what up there everywhere is okay it's a business and we want to make money however there's an important social function if we're genuine about the idea that this is the new form of work for people in the service business We should make every effort to replace the things you've got in a regular job in our cloud-based environment, such as education, training, social side. And if we invest in that, I reckon it will work. What's in it for you? You talked about this is also making money for you. What kind of cut do you get? How does this benefit you personally? Well, I get a financial cut. I'm one of the owners of the business, and that's that's a motivation. When a member signs up, we look at their skill set. We look at what their billing rate is. And then we add a margin to their time. And for most of our members, they don't actually lose money. They're actually working probably on a bigger job that earns overall more money. And where do you see the business going? You've talked about how you see this as a trend, but you've been around for a few years now. There aren't hundreds of other employment agencies. Most of the world is still sitting around in physical offices. So how can you be so sure that that's the way things are going to turn out? Well, it's kind of interesting. Um, We were the first at this. There's others doing it, but funnily enough, not globally. They tend to do it in pockets. And um, there's been some complexities, such as things like the financial admin and billing system. We couldn't find a cloud-based system that we needed, so we spent over $100,000 building it. We built our own system, and it runs the whole company. It estimates, it invoices, keeps track of jobs, everything. So we built that. That was a big step. took us two years, and that slowed us up a bit. And now what our ambition is, we actually think this model could work equally well in other businesses such as um, architecture, accounting, the legal business, the engineering business. So we see actually our model as being rolled out to a thousand or ten thousand other businesses. And we think that's the future for what we're going to be doing, actually showing companies how to do that as a business model. Is there an element of smugness when you meet up with other industry contacts who've, who've done that nine to nine in the office and have then had their two hour commute home? You've maybe done your day <laughs> in your, in your favourite coffee shop or, or at home. Um, 
no, I'm open, never smug. And it's just like, I, you know, feel it's a better way for me. I mean, and, and the thing it gives you, and it's not just the freedom, it's about flexibility to be able to do the things you want to do when you want to do them, provided you deliver, why does it matter? And I actually, you know, I'm not afraid of us having competitors because actually I think this is going to happen anyway. And I still think we're ahead and um, more and more people will work this way. You've been listening to The Stockholmer, an independent production by Maddie Savage, with support for this season's episodes by Capital and My News Desk. Special thanks to our communications team, Hype United, Benoit Derrière for sound assistance, Simeon Ghost for sharing their music, and Richard Stevens for designing our logo. Listener.